What was that? Packers are blowing out the Cowboys. Oh, God. Fucking Packers. Oh, no loops. Oh, no loops. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, episode two of Own No Loops. Yeah, yay. Yeah. Uh, we're back. We made it through the storm. I don't know what that means, but we're back <laughs> to recording. <laughs> to record. we, <laughs> we made it through your feedback. Yes, oh. yes, yes. And and shout out to everyone who listened to the first episode. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, keep listening, please. Thank you. And um, yeah, so let's just get right into uh, this this episode's topic. This year, 1997, marks uh, the 20th anniversary of many, many rap albums. Many, I would say, important rap albums. One in particular that's uh, one of the most important rap albums is uh, No Way Out by uh, Puff Daddy and the Family. You mean 2017's the anniversary? What did I say? <laughs> 1997. Okay. Well, yes. It is the 20th anniversary of albums that were released in 1997. <laughs> But yes, this is 2017. Yeah, so you have No Way Out that came out in July of 1997. Puff Daddy and the Family, Bad Boy Records. Bad Boy, Bad Boy. And um, Take that, take that. Exactly. And so one of the... There's many things you can talk about with that album, but I think one important thing is is the idea that you had Puff Daddy, who was, was, for all intents and purposes, not a rapper, who put out a rap album. He was an entertainer, he, he, much like Hammer. He was an he was entertainer. entertainer. <laughs> yeah, but but one interesting thing about that is that he he was not a rapper and he wasn't a writer either. So which means that he had he had others writing uh, the rhymes for him. He had Mace and, and the Locks and you know Black Rob. His, the, the family was writing, I would say, most if not all of his raps. Yeah, oh, and uh, including Sauce Money, who wrote. Um, I'll be missing you. I'll be missing you. The 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 dedication to Biggie, and so we, we kind of wanted to have a discussion about about ghostwriting rap. Like, is it um, kind of history of it, and and what does it mean to you? Is it important that that rappers write their own shit? Is that does that mean anything? Does it matter? Did it matter more earlier on? Um, so yeah, let's let's talk about that. So we know that in recent time, it's been talked about like crazy. You yes. know, the whole Meek Mill and Drake episode. Of course. So, um, you know, I'm not going to go into the specifics about that just yet. Um, I want to take it back to 97. Let's take it back. Yeah. So around this time, um, of course, Bad Boy was just flat out killing it. And, um, you know, after uh, um, Biggie came out with uh, his second and uh, final album that he recorded during his life, um, we had the No Way Out album. And the No Way Out album, of course, we as we just previously mentioned, um, was uh, Puffy and the family. And uh, he had people writing for him. And um, I guess to the general public, it wasn't that important since that album sold about seven, eight million copies. You know, people were dancing, <laughs> yeah. dancing along with them, yeah. and uh, were totally fine with it. So, I mean, looking back, is it important to you? Is it important to know that um, everybody, I guess, who's listening to that album knows that, hey, that guy that's rapping right now didn't write what he was rapping? Mm-hmm. 
and for me, I guess um, it's that it's that uh, it, it, I didn't sit comfortable with it at that time when I heard the album. Really, you know, I I knew that at that time Puffy wasn't so much um, a rapper. He was uh, uh, the head of Bad Boy. Mm-hmm. He was a producer. He was a, a club promoter. He he. he he was an intern at uh, Uptown MCA before he started Bad Boy. Right. And, um, you know, he was the guy who was the man with the plan. And, and me thinking of him as a rapper wasn't really something that uh, 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 didn't come easily. Now, with uh, uh, that time, I personally would say that... Um, the idea of somebody writing your rhymes for you wasn't uh, so easily accepted. No, definitely not. And so, did you know back then that that his rhymes w- were being written for him? Like, 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 did you know in '97 that he wasn't writing this shit? Well, so I remember that um, when the album came out, it, it, it wasn't discussed, but also. The biggest single off of the album was "I'll Be Missing You," and it mm-hmm. was put out there that Sauce Money, right, uh, one of uh, Jay Z's old associates, used to write for him and he wrote that song. Yeah, and yeah, it did bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, it did bother me that a song about uh, one of his friends was written by somebody else totally. But, yeah. but at the same time, <laughs> I guess if you come out there and say, "Hey," um, I miss the days of uh, hanging out in the club and uh, building this record label together. And somebody comes along and says, well, I'm going to reinterpret it into this. Well, I guess I guess being able to pull certain thoughts together that Puffy didn't even express would bother me. Um, mm-hmm. But if Puffy was sitting there saying to Sauce Money, hey, you know, I felt this way about him uh, dying I felt this way about uh, uh, him not being here anymore. And da 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 He's my homie. And yeah. You know what? Give me a second. I'm going to go write something to that. That's your soft money impression? I, I actually don't even know <laughs> okay. what he sounds like. <laughs> okay. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if, if it was something that went that way, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. Okay. Like, if he really felt that he needed to come out with this album... He didn't come out the whole album for a dedication to Biggie. I mean, the whole album ended up being a bunch of other songs that are still big songs today. Mm-hmm. I guess his verse in All About the Benjamins not being written kind of bothers me. Okay. <laughs> so for me, I, I didn't know. I don't think I knew back then in 97 that he wasn't writing his own shit. I, I was not a fan of Puffy as a rapper from the beginning. I just felt like... To me, as soon as I heard him on a record, I was like, he's not a rapper. Like, he didn't sound like a rapper to me. And, and you know, I had seen him in videos. And, you know, I had seen him all over Rap City, you know, TV Raps and other people's videos. Um, and I, I knew that he was the head of Bad Boy. But when I heard him rapping, I, I was not, I, I wasn't happy about that. Because I just felt like he doesn't, he's not, I know he's not a rapper and he doesn't sound like one to me. So it makes, I, I should have figured that he wasn't writing his own raps, but I didn't know for sure. Although I did know, I was aware that he didn't write I'll Be Missing You. And like you, that that bothered me a lot. It's, that still bothers me. <laughs> um, that still bothers me because that was such a, a a personal record. I mean, it's it's a dedication to your your, your fallen homeboy and you didn't write it like that. Well, let's think of it this way. Okay. Let's, let's, let's put it this way. Okay. So... 
a friend of yours passes and um, the family says, okay, you um, were probably the closest to Richard, whoever. Richard. Um, shout out to Richard. Shout out to Rest Richard. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Richard. Richard. Yeah. We love you. <laughs> you were the closest friend to Richard, and I don't know who in the world would be better uh, than you to say something at the funeral about Richard. And you know full damn well you can't write anything that is beautiful enough hmm. to be said in front of this whole congregation of people hmm. who are waiting for your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. You go to your friend who's a great speechwriter and you say, hey, you know, uh, me and Richard were tight. I remember these things about him, blah, 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 blah. And comes back with a nice little speech that you read in front of these people and it becomes uh, a sentiment that they remember for years. Mm-hmm. Now, is that a moment that that that's that's it's a little cheap or what, what do you think? That's 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 put really well. I don't know, man. It might be a little different in that case because you know if it's a speech at a funeral, you're not you know someone giving a speech at a funeral isn't a rapper. Okay, okay, so. okay, okay. <laughs> but let's let's take that further then. Okay. So okay. what about some of the um great R&B songs or pop songs of our time that mm-hmm. we know full damn well that singer did not write. So, yeah. Whitney Houston songs, even songs that we know full well were remakes, like I Will Always Love You, which was a Dolly Parton Dolly song Parton. originally, yep. or some great Mariah Carey records that were written by Diane Warren. How do you feel about that? Okay, so like as far as other genres go, I, I give more leeway to other genres. Um, I th- but I th- why is that? Well, well, <laughs> let me let, let me tell you why I think that is. For other, like 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 you, you so you mentioned Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston. Those are two of you know the greatest vocalists in in R and B, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you know their what makes them is their voices, their their vocal talent. Like that's a vocal that their their vocal ability is something that you can't learn. Like now you can take you can take singing lessons and, and approve, but you could never go from being me to being, you know, Brian McKnight or somebody, just to throw a name out there, right? Like like I have no singing ability, right? Okay. So I could take singing lessons and get to the point where I where I don't kill somebody's ears, but I can never <laughs> be a great R and B singer because I just don't have the chops. Okay. So um I feel like with rap with rap, you can practice and get better at it to a point where you can flow and you can say words on time and and what have you. I give more leeway to other genres just because, at least to R&B, more so to R&B than others. Because with rock, you don't necessarily have to be a great singer. It's it's more so just about, I don't know, the, your tone and how loud you can be. But with, with R&B, a lot of it comes down to, or at least it used to, come down to how well you could sing. Can right. you sing or can you not sing? So in those cases, I felt like it's it's okay for them to have a writer because um, that writer probably can't sing, <laughs> and that singer probably can't write. Right. So, so yeah. So I mean, okay. So in regards to Puffy and No Way Out, it did bother you, especially with that "I'll Be Missing You." Mainly with that song, because okay. again, yeah, mainly with that song. Okay, it, it bothered me. I personally. 
I guess, would be bothered with that situation because the, the product that was produced by the writer was not recited in a way that I enjoyed. Really? <laughs> yeah. I never liked Puffy's delivery. Puffy could have been rapping Shakespeare. It just would not work for me because I don't... I don't like his voice when yeah. he's rapping. Yeah, no, yeah, no, and I, <laughs> he, he sounds, you know, he he's barely riding the beat, and yeah. um, sometimes it just sounds very clumsy. Whereas, you know, there are other examples. Like if you want to go through the years, go yeah, um, let's take big, it back. So you know, let's take it back. One of uh, the first uh, hit hip hop records, the very uh, first, the very first hip hop record, hit hip hop record. Rapper's Delight. Yeah. You got Big Bank Hank who um, had Grandmaster Kaz write his rhyme. Yeah. And um, he recited it and it became one of the biggest records of all time. Yeah. You, you can you can pretty much turn on Backspin Radio on XM at any point in the day and there's like a 75.3% chance you'll hear Rapper's Delight. Wow. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, uh, there's a lot of us who weren't around at that time to say, hey, this is this is this is you know BS. Uh, we we really can't say that at that time it was bothering yeah. us. It was I think it was bothering the rappers of that time. Um, so yeah. like if if you ask like you know you know other members of the Cold Crush or or the the you know the Furious Five the Fantastic Five back then because those were the those were the real rappers of the day. I mean I don't want to get into the whole backstory of Sugar Hill Gang, but yeah. for all intents and purposes they weren't quote unquote real rappers. Like they okay. they weren't the ones who were in the park jams or in the parties. They were a group that was put together. So I think internally in terms of rap back then, a lot of the, the people who were who were really into rap were looking at Sugar Hill Gang like these dudes are are, are are bullshit they're fake <laughs> but then the rest of the world who was hearing rappers delight was like oh this is a great new thing okay and so so yeah i think you, you definitely had a segment of the population who was not happy with that okay well when we take it up a few years and we go to nwa and you think of ice cube writing for easy mm-hmm. easy e um you know rest in peace he rest never intended to be a rapper right. and if you've seen the movie straight out of compton um you probably have yeah, you see that that wasn't something that he intended, and it wasn't uh, his first talent until he just really uh, leaned into it, yeah. uh, reciting something that somebody else had written for him. Yeah. Now these are some great uh, uh, hit records that we are, you know, reciting today of a group that's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, Ice Cube was a great writer and he was able to write for other people within his group i personally feel it's not something that i think about uh in regards to nwa but uh i really think you know i'm not gonna be sitting up there saying easy e is one of my greatest uh uh, favorite rappers of all time yeah yeah i mean with easy i think and i think the reason why they even had him doing why why he he had Ice Cube writing and eventually I think MC Ren writing shit for him was because it was more so about his voice. Like he had a very unique voice and they just thought it sounded really good on the records. But Easy E like very few people would put Easy E on their, their quote unquote goat list. Like Easy E is like one of the top five or top ten or top twenty five rappers of all time. <laughs> so 
But but he's involved in some of the greatest records of that course, were ever that were ever course, made. Of course, of course. But but as a rapper, that was not not necessarily seen as his primary talent. So so then is it okay that that he wasn't writing his own shit? Because of how he spit. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it, it he spit it like it was his life. And um I guess was it an effort on Ice Cube's part or was it a great effort on Easy or was it just a combination of both? But it sounded hard and it sounded like something that he lived and would say. Mm-hmm. It's not the same case with Puffy, at least not to me. Okay. Um, where somebody would write for him, but it doesn't sound like him. Like, for example, on his Press Play album, yeah. which came out in 06, uh, you have Farrell Monch, who wrote a couple songs for him. It was Hold Up and The Future. Puffy uh, recited it very well. But when he recited it, he sounded just like Farrell Monch. He right. didn't sound like Puffy. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I don't know if it was more Farrell not being able to write for Puffy or Puffy not being able to recite it his own way or him as a rapper saying, you know what, I'm not saying that. <laughs> Let me get something better. I mean... But case in point, Jay-Z wrote Still Dre, you probably know that, yeah. for Dr. Dre right. back in 95. And, uh, 99. 99? Yeah. yeah. 95 plus 4 pennies, right? Yeah. <laughs> 99. And um, uh, Dre told the story that, um, you know, initially Jay-Z was writing some bling-bling type mess that... Dre was just not feeling like I would never say this and then Jay-Z leaves for about 20 minutes and comes back and writes some round away west coast type madness that Dre was just astonished with and said like this is what I need to say and um Dre to me it's probably one of the uh best spitters that uh has openly admitted he's had other people write hmm. for him that's interesting yeah, I think and, and and Dre is another one. Dre Dre and Easy. I mean, you know, Dre is somebody who um I don't know if he's I don't know how I don't I don't know if he's ever written his own shit like ever. I don't know if that's ever been a thing. Yeah, um, well, I don't know. You but, can, we'll ask him when we see him. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> ask him tomorrow when he's at when he's at uh, McDonald's. Um and and with Dre, like if you I don't know how much you listened to the his last album, the Compton album. But there's moments on there where you can clearly tell that he's not rapping in his own voice. Like he's it's rapping. It's not even he's, a question. It's not even a question. He's rapping in other people's voice, and so and and that's very similar to what uh, what what Puff was doing on Press Play with Pharrell Munch. Is that a matter of of Dre just saying fuck it? Everybody knows I don't write my own shit anyway, so I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say it how it's <laughs> written. Or was it a matter of whoever wrote it? You know, if it was Kendrick, if it was Eminem, it was was it a matter of them just not being able to write it in Dre's voice or I mean I think with Dre people excuse it because they know that's not his primary talent people don't listen to Dre for his rhymes they listen to him for his beats well yeah his contribution to the culture and just to me the way Dre spits he he spits it hard like Easy did and it sounds like something that he would say so then you know moving on to uh, recent years and Drake you know the whole thing uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Meek calling him out and uh, people coming out of the woodworks, or not even woodworks, because they are credited in his liner notes. Quentin, sometimes. Sometimes, Quentin Miller. You know, with Drake, 
I think that there's a possibility that maybe it's just that he's not as hungry as he used to be, or maybe my theory yeah. is that he's putting out a lot of stuff and he's a busy guy. It's not like back in the early 90s when you would come out with an album every three years and not do any features in between. He's coming out with a mixtape or an album or a collab album every, every year, year yeah. and is doing like at least 10 features. So I, maybe uh, he, he, he needed an assist, you know? Okay. <laughs> maybe he needed a Russell Westbrook. Uh, he's been accused by Meek and, you know, some people that uh, he, he had people write for him. And, um, you know, to continue the Drake brand, maybe he got somebody to help him out and you know i think that's another case where i'm led to believe that it's is drake because of the way he spits i mean what do you think i so with with drake i so when i heard that drake had you know possibly had a ghostwriter or more ghostwriters i well there's only one that's that's been confirmed and that's quentin miller um although my theory is that if you have you know, if, if there's one ghostwriter, there's probably more. Just like if you have if you have like five ants in your house, you probably have five hundred ants that you can't see. Oh, gosh. So 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 there, <laughs> so so there very well could be other uh, ghostwriters, but we only know of one, right? And but when I heard that, I wasn't really, I wasn't so much. I guess I didn't care too much because right. I feel like Drake to me is just not a great rapper. I think I think he's a, a very talented dude, and I think that he knows how to make hits like like nobody's business. But just purely on a rap level, I don't. I never. I never thought of him as being this great, great, great writer. So when I heard he had a ghostwriter, I was like, well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. guess sounds reasonable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but I but I think that I think you're onto something when you say that it could be he just because he, he he is a, kind of expected to put out like like multiple hit records every year and, yeah and so maybe he just got to a point where he was just like you know I, I need a little help you know what i'm saying i need a little i need a little a little boost yeah and and so my, my only issue with drake is that if you're gonna claim that you're one of the greatest then you can't have ghost riders although you then the question becomes well what does it mean to be great in 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 this late you know in like 2016 2017 what does it mean to be a great rapper like I think it's more it's it's not about necessarily I think these days being a great rapper doesn't necessarily mean that you're a great writer. Well, yeah, I, it's, uh these days meaning uh the people coming up to their opinion uh I mean for me personally, I look at the total package and I want to believe that my favorite rappers have the total package as far as the way they spit the way they put a song together and the way they write. I personally think that being a rapper, you're putting a lot of things together. You're putting together melody. You're coming up with something in your head off of a beat because we're not all going to the club to listen to instrumentals. We're listening to that combination of mm -hmm. words and music. You know, uh, in the club, 50 came to a beat and said, you know, I'm going to do this with this and uh, come up with a chorus, come up with a melody between verses and also a melody with the chorus and say, yeah, this is really going to bang in the club. And, you know, needless to say, it, it worked. And that's something that works with people all the time. Uh, there are some people who 
spit in the same monotone and there isn't that same melody or things expressed and uh, I would not call them a total package. So I think that uh, as part of what are the rules, if we were to sit here and define what are the rules, mm. I would say, um, yeah, I, 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 I can't say that nine times out of ten I'm fine with a ghost writer because um, I'm not usually. Mm. Um, I do have exceptions. I think I noted a couple. Right. And, um, you know, what are the typical rules to have the total package, to, to spit to uh, uh, have the vocal control, the breathing control, being uh, somebody who knows how to ride a beat, when, when to spit, the one on the three, the two on the four, whatever the case may be, and uh, to just have some type of coordination. It's a total package. Okay. Yeah, for me, like, I, I think I'm okay. It, it depends on who the artist is for me, ultimately. If, generally speaking, I... I feel like I don't listen to I don't listen to a lot of rappers who I would be okay with them having ghostwriters. Right. Like most of the rappers who who I love or who I listen to on a regular basis, I expect them to be. I, I, I listen to them because they're good at rapping, and so I feel like if you're really that good at at you know at at, at rhyming, then then you have to be like part of that is being a good writer. Yeah. And so. And so, to me, if you're if you're a dope rapper, then then you you can't be a dope rapper if you're not also a good writer. I would say that you know it, it just depends on the artist. Cause like when I had, you know when the rumors came out that Nas had had ghostwriters, I was I was hurt. I was a little hurt by that because mm-hmm, Nas that's is crazy. <laughs> yeah, because Nas is absolutely one of my favorites, and and you know largely because you know it's not because of his beat selection. It's it's largely no. it's. It's it's largely Almost because fell out of the chair on that one. <laughs> don't, don't fall out of the chair. I don't. I don't have podcast insurance. Um, uh, it you know it's largely because of his lyrics, because of the way he writes, the words he chooses, the you know the 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 way he visualizes uh, things, and so him having a ghostwriter would hurt because I think that's where I think a lot a lot of his credibility is based on his ability to write. Whereas someone like Drake, his credibility is more so based on his ability to make hits. If you're just making hits, and and not 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 to downplay making hits, but if if that's your main thing, then you know maybe it's not as important that you that you write everything yourself. So for me, it just depends. It depends on the artist. Like like I'll excuse Dr. Dre, ghostwriter having ghostwriters if he can make a total package of an album, like he did with the Chronic. And uh, you know, with NWA's albums, maybe not so much with Compton, but um, if he could put out just a great musical package, then yeah, maybe I yeah, don't mind yeah, so much yeah. that he has he, a ghostwriter. He he's he's you know obsessing over the actual product and uh, making sure that everything is right so that it will go down as work that he's satisfied with, and um, it is a classic. And you know, every ten years, it's gonna be. It's gonna be great, right? But um, yeah, I mean, I, I I always I always said that I I give him that pass because of what he's contributed to the culture, yeah. um, which is so much. Yeah, I mean, I guess we have already said that there, um, I guess there are other talents involved other than writing. You know, mm-hmm. I personally think that voice and and uh, you know flow control are very important. Yeah, um, with who you are as a, a rapper along with writing. Yeah. As long 
as far as uh, being considered with or one of the greats. So, I mean, there are some people who it's it's just never going to be their thing and ghostwriting will be embraced. So, like, sometimes it's not writing because it's not your main thing. We mentioned with Dre. There are people who uh, they uh, have ghostwriters because uh, it's later in their career and they just don't have it anymore. Like, yeah, like, uh, Will Smith is an example of that. Yeah. Um, now, you know, you could argue that Will Smith was never, like, a super rapping dude to begin with, but he could, I mean, he could rap. I mean, like, Will Smith had, you know, like, I don't know, Brand New Funk is an example of a record they put out. <laughs> he was, he was flowing on that, right? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, when it, when it, when it, you know, he took, like, a long break from rap, and then, you know, he did, he did movies, he did, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So you think he was on the set of, uh bad boys and was saying you know what i'm kind of busy with this acting thing i kind of needed an assist on this uh millennium album or whatever was coming out at the time uh, I think it was, well I, yeah like like big willie style was like his big comeback that was like his i think that was 97 as well that was like his big comeback yeah so maybe at that time maybe he just felt like he felt a little a little lyrically inadequate like you know what i just can't match with like rap has changed from the last time i put out an album that home base uh, uh, yeah, uh, the you know s- summertime, right? Yeah. So the last album released by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince was Code Red from 1993, featuring the singles "Boom Shake the Room" and "I'm Looking for the One." I'm sure you can understand why I may have forgotten about "Boom Shake 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 the Room." And now back to the show. And which is that? That's another topic is whether or not he wrote "Summertime," but that's that's. Uh, he wrote it. He just okay. sounds like Rock he just him. he he just bit Rock him very heavily. His 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 vocals, but yeah. not okay. Not uh, nah nah nah. Although there, there there is a claim that Juice from Chicago wrote it, but I don't I don't I think that's un. It's it's not uh it's not proven. But but anyway, so I think when Big Willie style came out, maybe he just felt like. You know, I, I just don't have what these rappers today have, so let me get some little assistance. So, he did have, he had Nas, and I don't know to what extent Nas wrote, but he definitely has writing credits on um, a couple songs off that album. Right. Uh, just Cruising and um, Chasing Forever. So, right. And, and also, I know that later on he had Common and Master Ace writing for him as well. Yeah. And, and so... And so it's it, then the question there is well you know it, again is it that he felt he couldn't keep up with with the rappers of that day or was it a matter of him being being just so focused on other things that he didn't feel like he had the time? Well, when you have you know even when you're a star, you are binded to contracts, and uh, when you need to put out an album and uh, come out with some hits and you want to keep it going. Uh, you are required to come out with something that relates, and maybe he just—if this is all true—yeah, maybe he just didn't feel like uh, his pen was uh, relating to what was out there. Right. And um, who knows? So, do you think that's okay? <laughs> no. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, and, yeah. and it's funny because I know that there are stars out there who have adapted to music other genres uh over generations over decades and um they have to uh you know be uh swift and changeable and um 
you know, part of that could be certain people that they have producing for them or certain people that they have writing for them. And, you know, we could put him in that category since he's been doing it for a while. But uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it always, to me, strikes it as a slightly different set of rules when it comes to that, even when you've been doing it for a while. So in the case of him, I'm, even though he's busy with other things, I'm expecting him to write what he's writing. Even though it's a different time, I'm expecting him to write what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it just comes off more authentic when you write it. You know, I mean, you know, if, if you want to write a rhyme about how craft services wasn't as good and on this movie set, write that shit. No? <laughs> but um, in, in general, I think for me, uh, again, I think it depends on the artist, whether or not it's okay that they have a ghostwriter. The art, generally speaking, artists who I'm not, who who who, who I consider favorites, um, I I would not be okay with them having. Man, if it was one of my favorites, I would be mind blown, yeah. busting through the wall at the Kool Aid Man. I, I don't know what would be going on. With Right, right. Oh yeah, but um, <laughs> but so yeah, so so but then yeah, if if it's somebody who is just you know somebody who I'm not into or somebody who I don't feel like they're they're great at rapping anyway, then I you know it's like okay, well yeah, I guess fine. And 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 I think that that's the thing too is that rap is more it's more like pop now than it used to be. Like rap is more. I think it's. I mean, rap image has always been important in rap, but I feel like it's a lot more important now than it ever has been. And so, um, you know, in in pop music, because images and looks are are super, you know, uber important, then, you know, that's when you have things like like auto tune. Not 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 necessarily the T Pain version of auto tune, but like the you know auto tune where they just get rid of vocal imperfections, and. Uh-huh. You know they do that because well this is a pop artist who has a great look and 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 so you know the fact that they're not a great singer isn't that important you know we can we can fix that in editing but let's just get them out there and so i feel like with rap you see that more in rap now than you used to and yeah, so I agree. And, and so to that extent i think um it's not surprising that you see more that you have more ghostwriters in general, yeah, like I said, I think it just depends on the kind of artist. Because even with me, like as far as like R and B, the art thing, the artists who I like the most are the ones who write their own stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, or at least I, are more comfortable leaving myself to register that person or that person's face to those emotions instead of saying, "Oh, well." You know, you're 15 years old singing about breakups and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you ain't been through that, right? Right. <laughs> you don't know that life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I want to say that um, I feel that this was a good discussion, and um, I want you guys to join in on yes, this. Yes, um, we yes. are both on Twitter, as we mentioned, and we're gonna drop the uh, the handles for you hashtag own no loops is it important to you that your favorite rapper is writing their own rhymes you know why tell us why hashtag own no loops i'm at old dirty plaster uh o-l-d-i-r-t-y-p-l-a-s-t-e-r no o-l-d-d it's just it's one d don't get fooled don't get it twisted no two d's that's right 
And I am uh, Urkel Modi on Twitter. That's U-R-K-E-L-M-O-E-D-E-E. I think I may have gained one follower. This week, so <laughs> one follower. So, yes, right. You know, keep, you know, as long as it's a steady climb, it's all good. So yeah. So uh, again, hashtag on no loops. We're starting a hashtag because that's what people do. Hit us up and let us know what you think about the topic. Are you are you cool with Ghost Riders or do Ghost Riders get the gas face? Let us know. All right. So I think uh, we will be signing off. And uh, notes for life: if you have five roaches in your house, it's not just five. Take care of that. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Get, you know, yeah, get call the Orkin man or get a new house. Um, so, yeah, thank you for listening. And um, until next time, um, don't put salt in your eye. Peace. Peace.